The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Let's get to the Irish Network's hotline, 865-255-03, to start hour number two. Hour number one was brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. My good people, we are really, really close to Christmas. And Christmas is about giving. It's about receiving, too. Let's not, let's, let's not get it twisted. Receiving gifts is fun, too. But giving, giving is a whole lot better. And that is what Hiller is doing because they are giving every child $50 to to, in toys to Toys and Tots for every tankless water heater that is purchased. They're also giving away a $250 Visa gift card with each unit. So when, when you decide to buy a tankless water heater, $50 is going to Toys for Tots. And then you're going to get that $250 uh, Visa gift card. Also, you can get a $500 gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems. Or you can get a $500 gift card with the purchase of a new whole home generator. You can find more of these specials online at happyhealer.com. And as always, happy you'll be or the service is free. Let's go to the phones. Let's bring in Turkey Man. Turkey Man, Turkey Man, good morning. Well, Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry hey. Christmas to you, both families there. Merry Christmas. Hope you have a good I, uh, I heard uh, yesterday I couldn't call in. I was busy there. Uh, got kind of tied up a little bit. I believe it was yesterday, day four. One of them, uh, anyway, was talking about men was really blasting Uros. And, and I, I say that Urosh is more more uh, uh, important and uh, brings more to the table for his team than, than Joe Milton does to the Vols. And uh, so I, that's what I was looking at in that direction. But my How question, so? How so? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, Joe, last two times he went in, he turned the ball over. And he ended the game and, and didn't give the team a chance that fought, fought all the way to a chance to win the game. But uh, that's, as I said, New Rose, I mean, he, he, he's a great, uh, great uh, uh, take up space. Uh, he, uh, you know, not everybody's seven foot tall. I, I feel like that uh, he's more important to his team. Joe, right Joe has had the worst it. moment, Turkey Man. I, I'll agree with you there, but. Joe Milton's a better quarterback than Urosh is a basketball player. Okay, well he's uh, I I I disagree because not everybody can be seven foot tall. I mean Santiago Vis, you make that kind of makes my point for me. He's he's seven foot tall and he doesn't rebound the basketball. How how are you that tall and you don't block shots? You don't rebound. You commit fouls away from the basket. You 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 catch the you're seven foot one. You catch the ball under the basket and you pass it out for a three instead of dunking the basketball. Well, he he's not he, he he's, he's young. He's, he's not got all the experience yet. But this is question, his third year of college, Turkey man. Well, speaking of third year of college, Joe uh, 
graduated from, from Michigan, my main point was going to be, I was going to ask you guys my football question. Mm-hmm. But, by the way, the quarterback, I watched uh, Michigan uh, and play Ohio State, and their quarterback looks pretty good now. Uh, so somebody's uh, teaching quarterback a little bit. It looked like they had two quarterbacks. But anyhow, my question is this. Which team has a better chance of beating the SEC uh, uh, teams that's in the playoffs? Uh, Michigan beating Georgia or Cincinnati beating Alabama? So which one of those two teams has the best, better chance and whom has the better quarterback play? Uh, of course, Alabama, I, I'd take Alabama on that one. But between uh, Michigan and uh, uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia has a better uh, Michigan has a better chance of beating Georgia than Cincinnati has beating beating Alabama. And uh, right now, there's like a COVID potential COVID outbreak there with the Georgia uh, football team. Um, they're in, you know they they're afraid that that might happen. JT Daniels has tested positive for COVID. Um, and so, if you are Kirby Smart, you you don't you definitely don't want that to be spreading in that room because that position right there is going to get you beat. It has gotten you beat in the past. So uh, you 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 want to make sure that you do everything in your power to not allow COVID to to carry over to to next next week's game. Um, I haven't heard any rules on how they're going to handle outbreaks with the. With the bowl, with the bowl games, you're not pushing anything back. I mean, if you can't play, you can't play. And if you are star player, star quarterback, and you can't play, man, that could be the difference between you winning a championship and not, or even having a chance to win one, or or not. So to answer Turkey Man's question, for me, I think Michigan has a better chance of beating Georgia than Cincinnati. And then Uros is 23 years old. I was 23 as a senior at Tennessee, so Uros is a grown ass man. Look, I, I've I've said. What I needed to say about Urosh, I've I've voiced my opinion on Urosh. I'm not going to continue to to dig his grave for him. So I'm I'm gonna keep it moving. It was cute two years ago last year. Urosh's play. Now he's a grown man. Now the production needs to you know improve. We need more. That's I all think I'm everyone, saying. Is everyone can agree with that. If you go watch Auburn's seven footer play and then come back and watch Tennessee's seven footer play. If if you're not angry, something's wrong with you. Correct. I was like, where does big ass dude come from? He's productive. And of course, Tennessee couldn't get him he's out of pro- high school or as a transfer. He's productive. This guy's productive. What he's a freak. He can't like. He, how do you defend him? He is. He's seven foot one and athletic as all get out. Yeah, man. He he's is good. a problem that hopefully Tennessee will not have to worry about for several weeks. To come, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Michigan has a much better chance at, at beating Georgia. I can, I, I think they match their physicality. I think they have a ton of confidence, and uh, I mean Cincinnati has Cincinnati is a good football team, but they don't have the players to to beat Alabama. I would I would be stunned if Cincinnati beat Alabama. I, I want to take Turkey Man's question further. Here, he asked which team has the best chance against an SEC opponent. In the playoff, I want to go and look at the bowl slate and look at Houston versus Auburn, UCF versus Florida, Army versus Missouri, Kansas State versus LSU, Arkansas and Penn State, 
Wake Forest, Texas A&M, Purdue, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Mich- uh, Mississippi State, Texas Tech, Iowa, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Baylor. Which one of those teams has the best chance of beating an SEC team? And I'll start. Uh, tonight's game. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> tonight in the Army, because you mentioned all the players that will be out for Missouri. Uh, Missouri's top two offensive players will be out, including the quarterback and the running back. Um, how about how about Arkansas and, and Penn State? You just hate Arkansas and Sam Pittman, don't you? No, man. Penn State's a good football <laughs> team. I mean, I think the first three SEC games that are that are played this bowl season, I, I kind of feel like they're going to lose. Uh, I, I don't like the reports that are coming out of Florida about questioning how much they've practiced leading into a bowl game. That that doesn't sound good. And, like, UCF is might be a better football team than Florida just because that's how bad Florida is this year. I, I don't think UCF is some great football team, but we've seen Florida this year, and their their roster has guys sitting out and that have transferred and a lot of attrition. I I, I kind of think UCF wins that game. Not too confident. Florida's a, a touchdown favorite, but I think Army wins. I kind of think UCF wins. I think Houston beats Auburn next Tuesday in the Birmingham Bowl. Where where's all the old Danny White Central Florida gear? Share that with us, Danny White. Yes, yes, yes. Now yes, I know yes, I can't fit it, but share it with the rest of us so we can. I'm sure Marcus Tatum can help you out. Yes, yeah, right. Share all that. You ain't slick. I see what you did there. <laughs> share all the UCF gear, please, because we want to be. What's their mascot? The Knights. The, but they, don't they knights. get don't they get offended if you call them the Golden Knights? Do they? Or, or they they get offended if you call them just the Knights and don't include Golden? Or it's one or the other. Oh, like they they want to be called Golden Knights or Knights. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's Golden Knights. I think if you don't say Golden Knights, they get PO'd. All right, so Golden Knights. We are all Golden Knights. You don't want UCF Twitter on your on your rear end today, Swain. Oh, I'm I'm. Not really concerned. I think the better question is uh, which SEC teams are going to win this bowl season. I think State beats Texas Tech, but I don't think South Carolina beats North Carolina. No. I do think Tennessee beats Purdue. Yes. What about A&M? I think Wake Forest beats a and M. I'm That is one where, yes, I think Wake Forest will win, but I'm not going to feel confident in it. They have A&M should beat Wake Forest. They play on a freshman quarterback. Yes, and A&M has a lot of guys sitting out. Yeah. Uh, I think Arkansas beats Penn State, man. I think – I mean, Penn State, I, I think they underperformed this year. I, I, I didn't think they ended up being very good I think Penn State's star receiver is, is, is going Jameer to – Dotson. I think he's going to play. Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. And I think Jahan Dotson. I think he's going to play. Yeah, I I would take Arkansas in that one. Yeah. Uh, Iowa, Kentucky, That that's a coin flip to me. I mean, it, it, to me, that's the classic – who shows up and is wanting to play in the bowl game? I know when this this matchup was announced, I said snooze fest, but man, I think I need to take that back because this is going to be a nice matchup between Iowa's um, great pass defense that one of the best in the country at getting interceptions versus a team that wants to play physical. I don't know if you're going to be able to out-physical Iowa because that's what they built their entire program on. 
uh, for the last 20 years, as long as Kurt Ferentz has been there. And then you have, um, you know, the passing attack from Kentucky that has improved. Will Levis has had a good game against Tennessee to end the season. He had a great game against Louisville. You know, for some reason, he felt like he needed to make a decision on whether to come back and go to the league. I thought that decision was easy. Um, but he's playing better as a quarterback, throwing the football. And we know about Kentucky's lack of ability to throw the football. Well, they, they got one player yes. in the passing game. It, it's sad that this has been the best year throwing the football under Mark Stoops. I mean, that just speaks to how bad they've been in the past at throwing the ball. Yeah, Waddell Robinson is the, uh, Kentucky's, you know, one threat in the passing game. And he's going up against a a program and a team that has been one of the best in the country this year at interception. So that's that's going to be a nice matchup. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I was excited when that one got announced just because that now that is old school football. If If you don't like old school football, then – this isn't the game for you, but I mean, these are both two extremely physical teams that are going to try to punch each other in, in the mouth. Um, take the under <laughs> in this one. I, I would be surprised if, if there's a, a ton of points on ESPN. It's saying the over under is 44 <laughs> and I would still take the under. I, I would be surprised if there's a ton of points scored in this football game. Yeah. I was problem this year was scoring, was scoring points. Mm-hmm. Um, just they're one dimensional. They they yeah. run the foot. They're old school. They 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 run the football. I I think I would take Iowa to win in that game. I think they're a better overall team than Kentucky, but it wouldn't surprise me if Kentucky won. And Kentucky is three point favorites. Baylor, Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss wins that game. I think Ole Miss wins that game. LSU, Kansas State. I don't think LSU shows up for the bowl game. No, too many distractions. I don't think LSU shows up. So I, I and Kansas State was. Seven and five, but by Kansas State standards, that's that's a good year. Kansas State was a good team this year. Yeah, I watched Kansas State against against Texas, and I was like, "What are y'all doing? <laughs> what, are y'all, what are y'all doing?" Did I they think beat I, Texas? I don't remember that. No, game they lost all. to Texas. That's right. Yeah, they lost to Texas after Texas won. Texas is four wins, five wins. After Texas lost to Kansas, Ugh. Texas goes on and beat Kansas State. I bet the Jayhawks fans were rubbing it in. Oh, you better. I wonder it. what the dynamic is like there in in Kansas between Kansas and Kansas State. I bet it's a cute little rivalry. Oh, it's a pillow fight. Yeah. It's a pillow fight. It's- I guess, the, is is that a situation where, like, uh, Kansas always has the upper hand just because Kansas basketball is so dominant? And, and I would assume they're the state school as well. There's one rivalry I have not heard anything about, and that is Kansas-Kansas State. It does not move the meter at all. <laughs> but you would think that it does. At all. Yeah, I, I that that's true. I've never really tuned into Kansas, Kansas State, anything. Have you have you ever seen like the players meeting at half court talking trash or midfield have to be separated? Who who was N- never? Who was Kansas playing two years ago before they played Tennessee when they got into that fight and then were trying to hit each other with chairs? Was that Kansas State? Oh, <laughs> that's right. Might have been Kansas State. Oh yeah, it might have, it might have been Kansas State. Oh man, was it Kansas State? Hold on, it hold was on. it was Kansas Kansas State. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that with that massive brawl that broke out shows shows what we know. <laughs> it was it was Kansas State. How about that? Oh. I'd be mad too if I was getting beat the way Kansas State was getting beat that year. It's like it's like twenty point win. 
Well, it's Other than it, that, well, it's because the, the guy went up for the dunk at the end of the game, right? Yeah, and he got clipped. Yep. <laughs> but that could have happened in any game. That could have happened in any game. You getting beat down, and you go for the dunk, and someone fouls you. That could happen in any game. But other than that fight, I have not heard much about that robbery. <laughs> good, good catch there, Ben. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Pizza Mon once says Kansas got a coach now. They will be better over the next couple of years. In uh, his opinion, Lance Leipold. I, I think Lance Leipold is really good. He's won everywhere he's been. Yeah. Hasn't really been anywhere big. I know he's a, a massive, successfully D three coach back in the day. What? Well, no, in what is it? N I N A I A. I always mm-hmm. get those letters mixed up. He, I mean, he won numerous championships at, at that level. Then got the Buffalo job. And, and was rocking it at Buffalo. He's been successful everywhere he's been. And and with places where you didn't think he could win in football. So, Yeah, Rodney, you, you, you caught Ben. Ben ain't slick. Um, Tim says no golden. So they don't want to be called golden? They just want to be called the Knights. The well, let's change your name. UCF Knights. No, change your name, man. Don't start that. Jerry Gantano, Santiago Viscovi stuff. Look, don't you bring Bob into this today. Don't start right? that. Don't bring Bob If you want to be this. called just Knights, then officially change your name. Take off the Golden if you don't want to be called Golden, if that's truly the case. Volstorm says, I'm a Tennessee fan. I ain't worried about UCF Twitter. No. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. but we weren't talking about Vol Twitter and UCF Twitter going up against one another. On, I'm just saying Swain don't want UCF Twitter in his mentions all day. Hey, man. The UCF fans need to sit down and, and shut up, though, when it comes to Tennessee and, and Josh Heupel because they've taken an nothing. L ever nothing. since Josh Heupel has gotten here. They Especially have nothing little, to say. Especially little news anchors there in Orlando. They have nothing it's to so say. So emotional. What, what did Josh Heupel do to you? They look so bad, so bad. Hypo couldn't recruit. Did, did he not sign sign your football for you? Hypo couldn't recruit. Well, did he, he, did he not here. say hello to you when he walked by you? Well, why are you so bitter towards Josh Hypo? Because Hypo's press conferences are boring. That's why. I mean, I think they're boring, but that don't mean I don't have this weird feeling towards the guy. Well, that's probably. Cause... I think they were spoiled by Scott Frost. Yeah, that's probably why. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. work can't call in don't feel bad you can talk to the guys on the text box it's part of the free swain event app top 100 barbecue restaurant dead end barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality q dead end makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from chow now for pickup or if you don't feel like leaving the house then have dead end barbecue delivered right to your door by loco knoxville or bite squad Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. 
Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office Furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. Remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Fools remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. It is time for Attaboy. That is brought to you by Irish Networks. Business Fiber Internet and Voice. 90 days no payment for Business Internet. Where we highlight positivity and good stores. we got a lot of good stuff for you today. Uh, I'm going to NFL for my Attaboy. And I am giving it to Max Crosby. Um... He is a Las Vegas Raider, and he just was selected as a pro bowler. Looking at Gerald McCoy, who was a defensive 
tackle in the NFL. He tweets at Crosby Max, a.k.a. Max Crosby. This guy, y'all have no idea what he's been through and the grind he has. People say no days off. This guy lives it. Proud of my brother, man. Can't think of a more deserving person. Congratulations, brother. Blessings to many more. Just the beginning. Well, what did Max Crosby do? Persevered. Despite slipping to the fourth round in 2019 NFL Draft, Max Crosby quickly became an impact player for the Raiders. He had 10 sacks as a rookie and seven sacks in the second year. Uh, Though he only has five sacks this season, he's been one of the most effective pass rushers in the NFL. Max Crosby is one of the Raiders' hardest-working players and just a little bit of a little bit ago he was a player that was in rehab man he was in rehab for alcohol uh 2 years ago for alcohol abuse and hit some really really low lows and he talked about how his coaches pushed him each and every day um he is so appreciative of the people around him, and I want to play a one-minute snippet of his his press conference um, after being voted into the Pro Bowl. So it was really, really, really cool, and um, I think it is great for Attaboy today. So here's Raiders defensive lineman Max Crosby. Yeah, I got a little emotional talking about his journey from being in rehab just two years ago to now being voted as a, a pro bowler yeah, this just, season. Yeah, it was just uh, – it just brought back memories. Like, shit, I'm getting emotional. It's just like I was in rehab, like, <laughs> almost two years ago, and now I'm in a pro bowl. Like, it's just a blessing, man. I show up, and I try to be the best teammate. I try to be the best teammate every day and show my guys that I care. And – um I said home, man. It was uh, it's special. It just it makes my family proud. I can't. My girl, my everybody around me is calling, blowing up, blowing up my phone. I'm like, I'm like crying like a baby because I just know I've worked so hard and it's uh, it's starting to pay off. And you know, Coach Marinelli, I gotta say something about him because he pushes me every day. Um, pushes me every day to be the best best player I can be. And, I want to kill him sometimes. <laughs> he wants to kill me. He wants to kill me, but um, he just wants to see the best for me, and he knows what I want. You know, I want to be the best in the league, and he pushes me to be that guy every day. And um, There's so many people I can go on and on, but it's just exciting, man. Uh, it's a blessing for sure. That's cool right there. I mean, sometimes, so many times we hear about coaches being too hard on players, and, but coaches are hard on players they believe in. Coaches are hard on players that they see something in. And for a player like Max Crosby that man, two years ago was in rehab and, and his NFL future was was kind of in the air, it's cool to see where he is right now. Darren Waller is a teammate of his that was also fighting the same battles um, years ago. And, you know, he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. So just a, just a great story on, on uh, just never giving up, having good people around you and, just because you make one mistake doesn't define 
you know, your entire life. You know, there are some mistakes they can and will, but uh, not all of them will, and they, all of them don't have to. So, um, and just just keep going through the storm. Uh, a famous quote comes to mind from Winston Church- Churchill that says, "If you're going through hell, keep going, keep going, keep going, because you'll get out of it. You'll get through that storm on the other side." So, Max Crosby. Uh, has done that, and I want to put him on Attaboy for today. Very deserving. I also, before I get to my main Attaboy, want to point uh, the good folks to a tweet that I retweeted yesterday. Just sent it to Swain to throw on the show notes, um, but I I retweeted it last night from a Murfreesboro Holler, uh, a Twitter account that uh, posted a a video of a. I, I guess it's a couple. It seemed like it was a couple in the video. But uh, they they had raised money to where they go around this time of year and 12 straight days they go and bless a a waiter or a waitress with a significant tip. And uh, there was this young lady that they tipped in this particular video that I retweeted that had just had a meeting with her apartment complex earlier that day that needed $600 to be able to, to stay in her apartment. And they obviously did not know about this story. But um, they, they had tipped her $300, and then she told them their story, and then they gave her $300 more to, to have the $600 and just a, a really strong, powerful video and, and a reminder of, of what this season is all about, and, and that's the season of, of giving. So I encourage you to go check out that video that, that I retweeted and I believe Swain just threw on the show notes. Sure did. Uh, my my maid had a boy. It's Tony Vitello season. We're, we're, we're less than two months away from Tennessee baseball, and I love it so much. I, I know everybody's not big baseball folks, but it, it's nearly Tony Vitello season, and, and with that comes some preseason All-Americans, and Tennessee had three yesterday uh, that was announced on the preseason collegiate baseball All-American team. Uh, sophomore pitcher Blake Tidwell was tabbed a first-team selection. Junior outfielder Jordan Beck from good old, well, I was going to say good old Huntsville, but he's not technically from Huntsville, so he's from Poo Poo Hazel Green. <laughs> Hazel Green was my high school rivalry, uh, Buckhorn versus Hazel Green, and that's where Jordan Beck went to high school, so that's why I say Poo Poo. But uh, he was a second-team All-American as an outfielder. And then Evan Russell, even despite moving over to catcher, named to the third team as a catcher. So three Tennessee baseball players named to the collegiate baseball preseason all-American teams. Baseball right around the corner, less than two months away. Bring on Tennessee baseball. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. You're going to a game this year. Oh, I definitely am. You're going to a game. I'll even sit with you during the game. Uh, that's not going to entice me to go. It actually <laughs> makes, makes me not want to go. Okay, I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'd rather not sit by you. I was hoping that it would entice, but since I sit I mean, next I'd to you 15 I'd, hours a week, that's enough. Uh, that's fair. You sure you don't want to sit in the press box the whole time and have that, that great view? Uh, at the baseball stadium, you know, since there's like two seats and all the money's going into the new football facility, you still get a great view anywhere. <laughs> ben, I would love to sit next to you because I need you to translate why they are sitting, standing at the mound for 37 minutes. What are they talking about? Well, like, what, what, I, what are I, we talking about? That, that all, was the thought process of, of me saying that I would sit next to you, but since I'm unwanted, unwelcomed, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to anymore. I, I need you, I need you to, to walk me through what's going on during the baseball game. 
Like, how many times is this going to scratch himself? Is that a sign, or yes. does he need to just take a shower? Well, it, it's either it's either a sign, or he's getting some sticky stuff on his finger to throw a better pitch. Why is he scratching himself so much? My goodness, man. You need Are some, you str- you need talking some about ointment. scratching himself in that particular region? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Is that like a sign? No, or? he's adjusting his cup. Okay, all right. You, you ever worn a cup? Nah. You, it, I did not wear one in high school, but obviously in – because I trusted my hands, you know, mm. elite hands, elite defensive player over here, Ben McKee. In uh, <laughs> Little League, it's obviously required, and, and some travel ball tournaments require it as, as well, if, if not most, if not all. But uh, that, that's why you see baseball players readjusting themselves. They're readjusting their cups because that cup gets unadjusted, and it is not pleasant. It starts poking you in your thigh. It's, 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 and catchers obviously always wear cups. And, and so they're the main culprit. They're always standing up, readjusting. And I know it looks weird, but I promise they're just, they're just readjusting their cups because it, it gets uncomfortable. Oh, man. 865-255-03. Pete Mon says, real bosses move in silence, Mr. Swain. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. Evil says, Stokes going to be on tomorrow. Um, that's a good question. We'll talk to Mr. Stokes about that today. Uh, I would assume not because the way his schedule is set up with his work is set up for just Fridays. But we'll see. The holiday uh, could change things and allow him to be available. I know we will have a guest on the show tomorrow, though. That is correct. Well, Vol says, for once, I agree with Turkey Man. While Milton easily has more upside than Uros, I get way more nervous when Milton goes into the game compared to Uros. So you agree that you get more nervous or that one is better than the other? Because Joe Milton is, is better For sure. than Uros. Like, Uros would not play anywhere else in the SEC. I trust Joe Milton more to make a play in his profession than I do Uros to make a play in his profession. Uh, yeah. I, during the break, I said, "How did? why is Uros and Joe Milton being compared is, is my question. Uh, one has nothing to do with, with the other. But, listen, I'm going to answer this, this, the message on the text box, and that's what I just did from Webb Fall. So, um, let's keep it moving. Joe Milton did start at two SEC – excuse me, one SEC school and another Big Ten school. Now, he did – Lose a job, but Uros has never started at a big time program. It's, it's not. It's never he, happened. I think he's made a start. Was was Fulky out with I, the injury? I, I, that, I, exactly. I, my I, point. I, I, I think so. But and and don't get it twisted. Just because I have more faith in in Joe than Uros, don't don't get it twisted and think that I have general faith in Joe. No, I don't have any faith because in I, Joe I, either. I don't want. To, <laughs> quite right. frankly, I don't want to see Joe on the field. No, not right but now. In comparing the two. I think it speaks more to Uros as to my opinion than, than anything else. Uh, ben gets an attaboy. Keep feed that rat poison. Mmm. Tastes like cheese bammers. Talking about Cincinnati? I, I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Defense in the 423 says Swain is about to smack the out of Ben for talking about Uros like that. Take a walk, Swain. Deep breaths. No, I mean, I, hey. Uros has got to the point where, like, I expect more from him. And last year it was cute when, you know, he wasn't playing that much. And when he did play, didn't do much because he's, you know, been a good teammate. But, man, he's 23 years old. And he's seven foot one. 
and he's an older player, I, I expect more production from Uros now. Uros did start against Oregon State, according to Ramrod. Who was out? Folky. Exactly. That's but my he point. still started. That's my because the starters were out, hurt. That's my point. Well, like, I think the better point is that Tennessee got smashed against Oregon State when he started. Well, he ain't, he ain't started when everyone is healthy and available. That's 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 more or less what I was saying. Uh, any updates on Cedric? Cedric who? Cedric the Entertainer? When's his next show? You mean Cedric Tillman? Because Tillman ain't going anywhere. Why hasn't he announced that he's coming back yet? Then Swain. Why was he taking pictures with the with the receivers? Why are you hanging out with the receivers? Was Valus Jones in the photo? I didn't see Valus Jones. Surely he was. No, I didn't see Valus Jones. Payton in the photo? I didn't see I didn't see him in the photo. Yes, yeah, so instead of selective hearing, you have selective visuals. No, I didn't see I didn't see the photo. Why would he not be with him? I'm I mean just, he's still on the I'm, team. The, I'm the, just, the season's not over. This season is not over. I'm just kidding. Said that Tillman's coming back, man. I see North Jackson's Nigel Lanier. He's look, coming look back. Look at Cedric rocking the do rag. Tillman is coming back. I think I should start rocking the drag. Please don't. Valus is there. I saw him. You just said you didn't see him. I, what uh, is Jimmy Calloway doing? Hey, man. I misspoke. I misspoke, all right? Ramel Keaton looked like he beat you up. He looked like somebody's uncle. Who's on the phone, Ben? Hold on. I'm trying to find Javante. Where's Javante's? I don't see Javante in this he, photo. He should be in that photo. Yeah, I don't see All him. the receivers should be there. Well, where are you? Ooh, Julian Nixon with I'm the not, receivers. I'm not on the team. Who is that? Oh, that's Squirrel. Look at Squirrel. Hanging with the boys. Mm-hmm. Y- your boy. You, you ordered your Squirrel jersey yet? I don't wear jerseys. Can Squirrel wear? Oh, squirrel can wear number one. Squirrel needs to wear number one. Valus moving on. He needs to wear number one. He does. He does. He needs to wear number one. I approve that message, Ben. He needs to wear number one. I agree. Yeah, I think you need to start a uh I don't need to. He just needs to go get it. He 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 deserves it. Bama receivers coming in, we rock number one. That's what we do. So give it to <laughs> QC Rodney, you're not right. You're not right, QC Rodney. Uh we got Matt on the Irish Network's hotline. <laughs> All right. Matt, good morning. Hey, it's, uh, I had a quick comment and then uh, a question or insight. But with all these players, you know, committing to come back, I think it says more about the coaching staff and what they've done to that locker room culture than a, a seven-win regular season ever could. Yep. And it's just a testament to what Hypo's bringing in and how much buy-in he's gotten uh, from the locker room. And then – Question is, Cade Mays, I know is a talk, and I don't know if there's any uh, leeway here or there, but, you know, from my point of view, you know, coming from the families, coming from, like, why would he not come back and get another year under his belt playing with his brother on the same line when he's probably never going to get that chance again and also probably boost his draft stock, you know, with as healthy as he's been throughout his career. So just want to see if you guys got any insight on Cade and, I think that's the last big piece that we could get to return to that line and just stack the deck going in next year. For sure. No, for sure, man. Thank you so much for the, for the phone call there. Uh, I believe K should come back. I mean, I think he should, but, you know, there's an opportunity to make some money. He, you know, clearly stated um, that, you know, 
this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and you know nothing nothing is really guaranteed. I think he still can prove that he can be healthy. I think he can have a better year playing tackle and showing his versatility. I think he can do that. Um, I never thought that he was going to get an NIL deal that was going to match up with the position that he's going to get drafted. If he does get drafted, I don't see a reason why he shouldn't uh, be drafted, but I don't know what is going to be the hurdles for him to overcome during the NFL draft process. And everybody has hurdles because – Teams look for reasons not to draft you than to reasons for draft you. So uh, the less hurdles a player has, those will be the players drafted in the first round. Uh, but everyone will have to overcome those hurdles again because they look for reasons not to draft you. I think everyone should come back. Uh, I feel like Hendon should have came back, which he did and announced that. I feel like Cedric Tillman needs to come back. I think Kay Mays needs to come back. But I'm not Kay. I'm not in that circle. And – you know, if he if he gets a great back that he feels is more than enough for him to make that decision, then he has every right to do that. That's his decision. But I do see the benefit to him coming back. Now, he has lived with his brother, been around his brother his entire life, except for, you know, the season or two that he was at, at Georgia. So maybe it's time for him to move on. And for me, I didn't live with my brothers. So... If I had an opportunity to play with my brothers for another year and come back and improve my draft stock, I would do that. I would do that, but we'll see, man. Austin Price said that K was at ninety percent leaving last week. It was twenty percent staying, which that would mean eighty percent leaving. So we'll see, man. We, we, you're, you're, I, I think it's your sign to blame. I mean, how, how do we go? I, th- I believe it's twenty five percent, and then now we're at no, ninety percent. He's leaving. Damn, my and, sign. And, and the the only difference from the last time we heard to now was your sign. It's your fault. That, that, that's the only thing we've you heard. You didn't of. put your money into the nil pot for Gabe Mays. Well, I, I didn't feel like it was a proper investment. <laughs> that's 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 whose fault it is. It's yours. I I put it into the Cedric Tillman and Hendon Hooker fund. Never they, they weren't there. asking for as much money, more that's money than they should be asking for. That's true. That is true. 865-255-03. Be right back. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Hey there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. 
Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? It's time for for what here on the Swain event. I feel like this gentleman is on the for what uh, board of directors. Le'Veon Bell. No, Antonio he, Brown. He gets a Le'Veon gets out of board, man. He, he has a job now. He's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Yes, I'm, I'm glad he could uh, save himself from Jake Paul. That that is that was a great save by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great save. They, they deserve a Nobel. 
Peace Prize for saving Le'Veon from Jake Paul. They might deserve it for what? Because before signing Antonio Brown, they said one strike and he was out. And Antonio Brown is coming off a suspension for the fake vaccination card, and that was supposed to be the one strike. But Bruce Aaron said, Antonio Brown coming back is good for our football team. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of a... Especially uh, after Godwin's hurt. Yep, yep, towards ACL. Um, I'm, I, speaking of uh, Tampa Bay, man, might want to give a, a Tom Brady for what, who's who's now saying that low tackles should be banned. Well, come on now, Tom, you can't do that. You ban high tackles to prevent concussions and, and head injuries long-term. The only way you can hit someone now is low. That's the only place you can hit somebody. To get them to the ground is to cut them down. So if you hit them, if you ban them from hitting high, and if you ban them from hitting low. Where are they going to hit? They're going to hit them in the middle. And nobody will be able to have kids. And, and well, don't go that low. But even like hitting in, hit in, in the midsection, go back and look at the, the Vikings game. Last time I when, checked, that was the midsection. When Minka hit a, a receiver in the end zone. Square in the gut, as clean a hit as possible. He hit him with his shoulder, and he got flagged 15 yards. Like, well, where are defenders supposed to tackle guys nowadays? I don't know, man. I feel bad for DBs. I really now, do. Now, I, I do think, you know, different variations of low tackles should not be allowed. Like, a, a defender purposefully going low at a quarterback – trying to, to tackle a quarterback and going low after a quarterback, I, I don't think that should be allowed, and it is a penalty. Uh, it's why Jeffrey Simmons got a penalty on, on Sunday against the the Steelers. I know Titans fans were complaining about it uh, be, because he did get pushed into Big Ben, which should not be a penalty, but it was the correct call because even though Jeffrey Simmons got pushed into Big Ben, as he was going to the ground, he still tried to wrap him up around his legs. So, like, yeah, he got pushed into him, but he also tried to wrap him up with it around his legs, and that's why the penalty was was called. So I I, I think you should pre- protect quarterbacks in that regard, and and they do. Well, Tom Tom Brady got that rule um, yes. passed because he was he tore his ACL and was hurt when they played against Kansas City Chiefs uh, years and years ago at the beginning of the season. So that's a Matt Castle run, right? Yeah, that's when Matt Castle did his thing uh, when he went in. Um, you know after Tom Brady getting hurt, but you can't ban low tackles in the open field. <laughs> you, you just can't do that. So that's the for what. But the other for what that I have goes to the for what veteran, and that is Alden Smith again. Oh, yeah, he is on the for what committee. He had a DUIRS and he had weed in his pocket. He had empty booze bottles. I feel like this is like – Chance 10 for Alden Smith. I mean, this happened early in the month, December the 6th, after cops say he was driving drunk in San Mateo County and then got involved in a two-car accident. Monday, prosecutors formally filed charges against the 32-year-old over it all. He was hit with two felony DUI charges. Prosecutors believe that he was heavily intoxicated at the time of the incident, and heavily is in capital letters. My goodness. 
at some point, teams will stop giving him a chance. Again, Alden Smith gets in trouble. But he gets to for what today. Along with Tom Brady thinking that low tackles in the open field should be banned. No. Uh, Brian Hunsaker says, Squirrel wore number three in high school. Peyton is moving on, so I bet he wears number three. Caleb Webb wore number one in high school, so I bet he's the one who wears number one. That, that's good detective work there. That's right. Brian Hunsucker, a.k.a. Matlock, a.k.a. Inspector Gadget, a.k.a. Sherlock Holmes. I'll keep. I'll stop. Thank you. Tina R. says Brady is the biggest crybaby. Crybaby. Uh, that's the one reason I don't like him. I mean, he's 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 stepping up for his teammate. I get it. He's I emotional it. after losing Fournette for the year. Yep. So he left. He, he lost Fournette and Chris Godwin, two of his you know, offensive starters. The NFL is as open as I can remember it. Yep. It really is. Fake Bob Kesson says tonight's games come down to the post players. Got to play tough. Got to get some rebounds. If they can hold their own, we got a chance to win. Have to get to the free throw line, too, and make them. Yep, got to be aggressive. Got to go to the paint. Got to get to the line. More importantly, got to make them. Can't have a game like, you know, Texas Tech where you're you're missing shots, but you won't go into the paint. At least you can get to the free throw line and see the ball go to the rim and, and gain some confidence and shoot the ball better after getting to the line. Um, I'm with you. Fake Bob Kesson. We talked about this yesterday. That's That was the stance that I was on looking at our post players, looking at Olivier, looking at Folky, Uros. They got to make a they got to make a difference. Uh, you know, Huntley Hatfield, like they have to make a difference. They have to have their best game as a group all season long and you know we we talked briefly at the beginning of the show about about uros and how he needs to step up as you know seven foot uh player to match you know arkansas arkansas but arizona's um you know their height and we kind of moved on turkey man called in and brought the uros to you know joe joe milton comparison question and then so then we had answered another question on the text box about Uros, and then we had somebody else on the text box talking about a lot of the talk being about Uros today, and it really hasn't. Um, just that person came in, and stepped out of the show, and came back in, and it so happened to hear both times us talking about Uros when uh, it was Turkey Man that that brought Uros up. Um, but it's, it's bigger than just Uros. It's it's about John Fulkerson. It's about Olivier Camwa. It's really about those two dudes. Yeah, maybe we don't get mad at somebody for talking about something on the show when you haven't listened to the entire show. Yeah, gotta do that before you gonna have a point. Um, but it's about it's about our post players from across the board. Yes, and look, I talked about it yesterday. The the stats <laughs> do not look good in the post in terms of this particular matchup. I mean, and and a lot of it has to do with their their height. I mean, they're the second tallest team in the country. Arizona is, and they block shots. Their their shots don't get blocked. Uh, they they rebound really well. They they are on the offensive glass as as much as anything. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a tall test. And look, Rick was on 
the post players' rear ends in Monday's practice. Because he knows. And, and part of it is because he knows that he needs to get those guys to come along yep. going into the SEC play. But this is this is going to be the game where the post has been tested the most this season. Yep. Got to box out. When that ball goes up, you better box out. And the guards are going to have to rebound well as well, which they do. Josiah, an excellent rebounder. Sati really rebounds well. He's taking a step there this year as well. He went up last game and snatched one with one hand and brought down. I was like, what in the world? He does a good job of, of boxing out and, do, and doing it. Um, a good job of that. So boxing out is going to be a very important point uh, for tonight's game on the glass. Hour three coming up. 